From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the big event and our Pacifica Taco Bell episode with Chronicle food editor Paolo Lucchese. This is a very fun topic. We're going to talk about fast food in the Bay Area, including the Sistine Chapel of Taco Bells, the Oceanside Taco Bell along Highway 1 in Pacifica. But it's also a bittersweet episode, the Mash Goodbye episode of the Big Event Podcast, because Paolo is leaving the Chronicle. He'll be gone by the time you listen to this. Paying a little tribute here, Paolo has transformed our food section in the past decade, making it more adventurous, more diverse, and I'm going to use the word woke here, while the reputation for superb journalism, if anything, has grown. With that said, though, he's one of the most fun people in the newsroom and a co-star on some of our least serious The Big Event episodes. Paolo was one of my first guests on episode four, where we ranked It's It ice cream sandwich flavors from best to worst. Shout out to the mint. That's the right answer. He was on the Best Bay Area Hangover Destinations episode with Esther Mobley. And today we'll review Taco Bell in Pacifica, which was recently upgraded to a Taco Bell cantina. That means you can now order craft beer at a Taco Bell, mixed drinks including margaritas, something called the Mountain Dew Baja Blast with top shelf vodka, and a twisted blue raspberry freeze. I tried that. We also offer a little berry of fast food history, Pacifica Taco Bell history, and rank some of the best and worst places to consume fast food in the Bay Area. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlove, and this is The Big Event. Welcome to the big event and welcome back food editor Paolo Lucchese. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be back. Thrilled to have you to talk about what I think is probably, we have a lot of subjects we like to talk about. I think Pacifica Taco Bell has to be like right at the top. 100%. It's the best topic to talk about. Yeah. And, and it's a Taco Bell. Um, we're going to start with that. Just explain what it is. Pacifica Taco Bell is a Taco Bell. It serves Taco Bell food. Yeah, and it's on the water, and it's perhaps the most beautiful, most picturesque restaurant in the country? Yeah. Bay Area? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I say the world. The world? I mean, I think I've said sure, that in yeah, print. Yeah. I think I've declared this. I think the Chronicle's stance is that it's the greatest. It is known. Yeah, and it has changed, though. They have changed it into a cantina. Since I wrote my article last year for you, um, went out there, interviewed some people, got a little bit of the history of the Taco Bell. They've changed it into a cantina. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. We're going to review it. Um, but I wanted to start with just kind of just start with fast food. And if you could tell me kind of your first fast food memory, um, where was it? What was it? Go. My, my fast food memories were really, you know, I remember kind of in grade school, um, I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up in South City, and my parents were both Berkeley. Um, yeah, they went they went to UC Berkeley, so they were very much of the Church of Berkeley when it came to food. So you know, we always ate 
you know, pretty local, pretty, you know, we had the brown rice and the grilled chicken. And so we all ate very simply and, you know, um, so fast food wasn't exactly embraced in our household, but so it was a real treat when we got it. Um, and usually it was with the grandparents who, <laughs> you know, when they were watching us and, you know, didn't want to cook. So it was usually lunch, but I just remember, um, there was a Burger King in South city right on El Camino. And that was kind of the go-to for whenever it was like a, a fast food lunch day. And I remember just like, yeah, just putting in our orders and trying to steal the fries in the car on the way home, yeah. arguing about um, which toy we're going to get with my sister. Um, so that was, I think that's, those are my earliest memories, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's such a Bay Area experience because it was pretty similar with me. Um, reformed hippies as parents, mm -hmm. um, fast food. We went there, but it was a total treat. Yeah. Um, we ate really healthy. And um, my mom is this incredible cook. I mean, to this day, you know, all of my favorite meals, like nine out of the top <coughs> ten, are made by my mother. But it was such a rarity yeah. that for me, like if I, if I woke up in the morning and thought it might be like a jack-in-the-box or Taco Bell day, <laughs> I mean, I was just super stoked. Because, again, I, I, it, was, it was something that I just didn't get a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, my first, though, I think was Burger Chef in West Virginia. My dad did a sabbatical to West Virginia, and I later found out this was the first fast food restaurant to give away toys. And I remember the toy at Burger Chef. Um, fast food in the Bay Area, early 70s. The Chronicle actually did a story in 73, which was fantastic. They went around and shot a McDonald's, Jack in the Box, and a Taco Bell to um, just talk about the rise of fast food in the Bay Area, which was exploding then. I went and looked in our classifieds, and there was a, you know, advertisement become a taco bell franchisee and they had to explain wow. what taco bell was how did so, they describe it uh they described it as you know you can make a lot of money it's a mexican restaurant with a twist i don't know i mean they were <laughs> selling it hard the thing that i really my, my favorite find out of all these these digs in the archive looking for old fast food stuff was we have photos of the jack-in-the-box and you may be too young for this with the clown Oof. Do you remember the clown? I remember the clown. Yeah, there's a clown head that you ordered from. So that original article, was it very, were they, was the Chronicle excited about fast food or were they kind of frowning upon it or what was the feeling about the Bay Area kind of like embracing it or no? Uh, you know, the tone as all articles that I read in the archive that are talking about something that's totally ever present now, it's almost like they were trying to describe like, some rare meal you've never eaten or a foreign country that you've never been to. I mean, it just spent the whole time explaining like how fast food works and if there's a future for this, but a little bit skeptical. It was, it was very much like the Chronicle discovers fast food. <laughs> and we've seen those articles before. We've yeah. seen the Chronicle discovers burritos. It's a downright genre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you though, fast food in the Bay area now, um, I think fast food nationwide, it seems like there's a lot of changes going on. Mm -hmm. What what have you seen in the last few years? Yeah, no, I think it's really had an interesting evolution in the way it's kind of been in our culture, especially in the Bay Area. I mean, obviously, I think the Bay Area is so, um, you know, it's not a fast food place by our kind of stereotypes that we have about both of those 
things. Uh-huh. You know, like this is the birthplace of California cuisine. This is the we love to share our you know progressive values about supporting local businesses. But you know, I so I think in a lot of ways, I think you know fast food doesn't quite tie in directly with what we think of when we think about Bay Area food. However, I mean, like just as as we were just talking about, like it's part of our childhood. It's part of our memories. It's tied into our everyday lives still on some degrees. Um, you know, I think there's certainly a, a huge nostalgia factor with a lot of fast food, um, whether it's, you know, like like we were talking about, like our early childhood memories, but also, you know, high school memories or college memories or, you know, I mean, I think it's still a very present in our everyday culture and lives. Um, but yeah, but in recent years, I think you've seen a lot of evolution of fast food trying to stay relevant not only in the bay area but nationwide so this impossible burger exactly. and the salads that's something happening across the nation yeah. i never can figure out if it's just targeted for us no it's it started elsewhere in the nation i mean i think the first impossible burgers rolled out at burger king in st louis i think um so it's very much elsewhere kind of and it's really like the whole like impossible burger beyond meat patties that are kind of sweeping the country and the globe really um that seems to be a new thing that's going to stay i mean i think those are going to become the norm faster than they're not um it seems like in some ways like this it's kind of ironic because in a lot of ways the fast food industry was kind of on the ropes i think um and now like now with this new wave of plant-based meat that is kind of anti-meat but it's really gonna give fast food a big boost in theory at least um but also you know like i mean there's always been like weird innovations you remember like the mcdonald's shakers where they sh- you shook the shot oh, yeah. salads yeah and you know obviously we're going to talk about the taco bell cantina trying to appeal to a new demographic yeah. as well so this it's constantly evolving taco thing. bell after dark you oh, know just kind of yeah. that um yeah the cantina experience I don't know like how much that works for them. It seems like the thing that fast food has going, and I've got a 14-year-old who goes to fast food and he likes it mm-hmm. for the same reasons I liked it, that I deprived him of it. Yeah, yeah. So now he craves it. But um, also that it's so inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, he can spend 3 4 $5. He makes his own money. So, you know, his lunch, he doesn't want to spend too much. Yeah. Just the price point yeah. seems like an important part of fast food. So... Yeah. When you start making cantinas and $6 burgers and uh, impossible burgers aren't as, as inexpensive, where does that fit in? Do you, do you feel like there's I mean, a... I mean, the price point is just the most, probably the most important thing to kind of talk about when we're talking like a, we're having a serious conversation about what the, the dangers and, um, and just socioeconomic impacts of fast food. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, number one of like, what is a good food system in America. Well, I I wanted to go a little bit on just the Bay Area. Um, Fast food experiences here. Um, What are some of your favorite places that you've gone other than we're going to just separate Taco Bell Cantina in its own hallowed um, tier, but um, some fast food that you've enjoyed, and it could be childhood or now. What are are some places that you think are maybe a little bit special, a little bit outside the box? Yeah. So I got a couple smaller ones and then I had got my main pick. Um, So I love, this isn't an experience per se, but I have a very deep-rooted sentiment towards the jack-in-the-box tacos. Okay. Because um, they are just, there's nothing else like them. They're very gross delicious. Um, but in terms of great 
particular spots. I mean, I, I don't know if Nations counts in Westlake. I think it kind Nations of is counts. a chain. Yeah, so, it's a hybrid you yeah, know, between a it's some, it's super a chain. duper burger yeah. and a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, so I have great memories there. It's open late. Um, a lot of great memories there. And even just across across the street, there's that, that Burger King, I think, is a very nice Burger King in Westlake in Daly City. Um, but my favorite pick is a place called Crispy Crunchy Chicken. It's a... It's kind of a Popeye's knockoff type thing. So it's kind of like um, Louisiana style fried chicken. But, and it's in, there's a, there's one inside a gas station in the mission. There's one inside a gas station um, up on Skyline. But the best one is in the Bayview inside the, uh, it's inside the Super Save supermarket. Uh And so it's like, you know, it's similar offerings like KFC and Popeye's where it's just like chicken. Um, but this one inside the Bayview, which is the only one that I know of that does this, you could put it in a taco. So it's a, you can make what? like they put it like in like a street tile street style taco. So it's just the corn tortilla, and they chop up some fried chicken, and then they just put a little um, cilantro and onions, chopped up onions on it, and it's great. It's a fried chicken taco. Wow, I've never even heard of this place. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a they don't have a ton of Bay Area locations at this point, but, yeah. um, but I think it's just those, it's still three or four in the immediate vicinity. Um, but yeah, so that's my favorite. I, that's my new favorite. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Um, I, I think it's interesting how we have some and we don't have others. Like yeah. Dairy Queen, there was one in Alameda, and that was the only one I've ever seen in the Bay Area. Um, uh, Tasty Freeze from the John Cougar Melon Camp wow. song. Wow. Never There's been to either of those. Are they one, good? Well, it's in Atascadero. I keep driving by it, and I don't stop. Um, and I'm an advocate for stopping because A and W. There's an A and W in Marin County mm-hmm. that I drove by throughout my childhood, always wanting my parents to stop there. And then I finally stopped with my son just randomly. He's like, "What are we doing, Dad?" I'm like, "I, I need to try this A and W." But I don't see a lot of A and Ws here. How was either. it? It was fantastic. <sighs> they had okay. Root beer float in a glass mug. That's luxurious. Yeah. I mean, what fast food has that? They what a world. A, <laughs> wow. <laughs> they must have an incredibly big dishwasher back there. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to give you a few of mine. Um, the number two to the Taco Bell in the Pacifica was, years ago, the Burger King in the Presidio. There was a Burger mm-hmm. King near where, it was actually right where, um, when it was an army base, there was a lot of marching and formations and stuff, and then you go down the hill. Fantastic view of Golden Gate Bridge, Burger King. I think they just tore down the building a year or two ago. Yeah, we pretty a recently, yeah. But it was a Burger King for years, and I went there a couple times when I was younger. Um, McDonald's in Alameda is on the beach, uh, there's a McDonald's that's right along uh, kind of the Crab Cove Beach there. Um, honestly, I wish they'd wash the windows. Like, you've got this McDonald's on the beach. You might as well just play it up. Mm-hmm. Windows are always a little bit smudged. I don't like that. But I'm, I'm putting it in the conversation. And finally, um, I like a good, like, airport Burger King. Huh. Yeah. So... And th- I'm going to contradict myself in a second with what I think is the worst um, fast food experience. But Airport Burger King, to me, even though you're paying, like, twice as much, they have ridiculous prices. Like, mm-hmm. a Whopper Junior with cheese is, like, a double Whopper price. I like getting the food, and then you go over and sit in your seat. You got a few minutes. 
and you just sit there and watch the planes go by. Mm. Just from the atmospheric point of view, I'm pro airport Burger King. Airport food as a whole is kind of, it's, I mean, it's always overpriced, but it is kind of luxurious in the sense of like, you, you're just waiting. So you just, you have time. You can have, you know, you could just like be. Yeah. So it's something kind of relaxing about airport food if you're not in a rush. So um, worst fast food scenes, have you got one? I've got some of the obvious ones, Um, you know, I mean, especially the ones kind of in San Francisco that kind of come to mind. I mean, I think number one is it's gone now, but the McDonald's on hate, that was just kind of like, that was just bad um, for many reasons. That's on Heather Knight's list. Yeah. I think she wrote an entire column about it. Yeah, no, it's squarely on her beat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, the McDonald's on Fillmore, right across from the police station, um, that's not so great either. I think that's kind of also maligned um but yeah no i I don't i mean i think there's a bunch of kind of just kind of fast food places that just have been run down yeah uh by the city um i don't know what are yours i any jack-in-the-box um i i joked about it i did one of those uh fire um when the power outages and the fires were happening they they called me into a shift kind of a mutual aid when the guy who reviewed rambo 4 is called to 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 cover the fires all hands on deck things must be serious but it was like three in the morning and nothing was open in walnut creek um and there was a jack-in-the-box there and i was super hungry and i didn't go just because i've never eaten at a jack-in-a-box as an adult so um i'm not a jack-in-the-box fan my other like kind of broader category is food court fast food Mm. that for me is just the worst and it's like the opposite in a lot of ways of the um the airport fast food in that you don't have a view you don't have anywhere to sit it's this claustrophobic experience Mm -hmm. almost always windowless and the food it just seems like they're trying a little bit less like the people who work there just maybe they feel a little less invested um, maybe because there's so much other food around it just seems like food court burger king is is a a real low place to be Mm -hmm. so um that's mine um but Let's talk about great fast food, the greatest fast food. Your first time at Pacifica Taco Bell, do you remember it? You know, I don't, I don't, to be honest. Um, it, I imagine it was, I, it's always been a part of my life. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I, I remember going there a lot in high school. I had friends who grew up in Pacifica that I went to visit, you know, went to the beach there. Yeah. So I assume it must have been around that time, uh, but I don't have a specific... Um, you know, revelatory wow moment that is like, this is a Pacifica Taco Bell on the beach. Yeah. I I remember driving by it. Yeah. I don't remember going. So much of my fast food memory involved traveling to mm-hmm. relatives or different places and wanting to eat at these places and not getting to. Um, but I actually went and, and ended up talking mm-hmm. to a lot of Pacifica residents, getting yeah. a little bit of the history of it. Um, the structure, it was built alongside Pacifica State Beach in the late 1960s, initially an A&W hamburger franchise for at least a decade, hmm. maybe a decade and a half. I actually got in touch with someone on Twitter who Magical said he managed Twitter. the place. Wow. <laughs> and um, for a couple of years in the 1970s, confirms there was a gas-powered fireplace in the restaurant. Fantastic. And would say that, like, you know, throughout his years living there and going there, you would just see, you know, everything from tourists to surfers. There's now a Mm walk-up window for surfers. 
and um and once a after a wedding a wedding party coming in which to me makes total sense totally yeah so it's been around it's grandfathered in there's there's laws that stop you from opening up a taco bell on a public beach but this thing was built in the 1960s and just over the years has been grandfathered in um i interviewed a lot of pacifica residents before it turned into into a cantina and there were a lot of locals there um they really loved the place everybody has a story about high school Mm -hmm. or some you know wacky adventure happening there i i will say and this goes into my review of the current one that the old one if you looked on yelp right before it turned into a cantina um it was a mess um and i remember going there and just being told matter of factly like we don't have ice and i'm like what and they're like yeah the ice thing's been broken for a while i went on yelp and they didn't have an ice maker in their soda machine for months i mean people were writing about it and it was always dirty and it wasn't super well kept up yeah so uh Pacifica Taco Bell. But then I'm working on this story and I get in touch with the vice president of Taco Bell, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, development or something. And he tells me they're going to turn it into a cantina. You um, got the scoop. Yeah. So the cantina experience, it started in Las Vegas. Have you seen this happening with? I think it's been steadily encroaching when they can. Like they tried to put one by the ballpark. I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that the liquor license actually came through, or it, if it did, it came after a delay. But yeah, no, it's kind of creeping. I don't. They're not going to change everyone to it, obviously, for many reasons. But yeah, no, it's kind of a thing. Is this is this something that is happening? I mean, just more places that you don't traditionally think of selling booze, selling booze. I mean, I think of Taco Bell as like giving away toys for the kids. Totally. So it yeah. kind of surprised me the first time I heard it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's, I think they're trying to hop on different movements, you know, I mean, yeah. whatever, whatever works, they could do it. And, you know, I mean, for what it's worth, alcohol sales are a huge revenue boost for restaurants in yeah. general. Um, obviously fast food has a different model, uh, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's a uh, good advertising for them, obviously. Well, you went to the new Taco Bell Cantina. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your feelings going in? How did you feel about it turning into a cantina? And if you can start your your review, I I have I support. I mean, I think um, it felt very polished. It felt clearly that people are paying attention to it now, and it seems to be. It kind of reminds me of like you know in Major League Two when Rick Vaughn gets all like. <laughs> done up and Hollywoodified. Yes. So it's, he's no longer like the wild thing in the first, from the first major league. Um, Thank you for bringing a major league two. Yeah. You know, on, I, on I the podcast got to, I got to keep the podcast I, on brand. <laughs> I, I know major league two. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt a little, I mean, it feel, I mean, it's, you mentioned that it started in Vegas and it does feel Vegasy. Um, you know, it has just the, the color scheme, the video screens, the, the whole, the whole thing, the kinds of drinks they're doing. Um, these are very like bright artificial <laughs> drinks. Um, mm. so yeah, but it felt very Vegasy, but it's, it's fun. It fits. It's, you know, I mean, it, why wouldn't they do it? It makes sense. Especially if you, you know, a drink is a more, um, an easier place, an easier way to kind of lounge around and enjoy the scenery. I was worried 
like you're going to ruin Taco Bell, that they're going to do something. And, you know, I, I was imagining almost like velvet ropes and like you can't come in, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Um, so I went with my kids. Yeah. And I had gone with my kids a couple of times just, you know, heading out to Taco Bell, going to a park when they were much, much younger. Um, I wrote a blog post about it years and years ago. And, and uh, um, so I brought them back and they're like, where are we going, Dad? And it was like they had a day off. Mm-hmm. They're 14 and 11 now. I'm like, we're going to Taco Bell. And they're like, we have a Taco Bell in town. I'm like, yeah, but this is a special Taco Bell. So we got there. They're acting really underwhelmed. Oh, great, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) We drove for this. But um, I went inside worried what it was going to do, you know, in terms of the locals, whether it was going to be a place where people from Pacifica felt comfortable. I got to say, like, they cleaned it up. I would do a wedding reception there. They have a fire element now, which is fire very element. lovely. Yeah. Did you see that? I saw the fire element. Describe that. It's very... It's like a... Is it like a two-way glass situation? Two-way glass. It's... Yeah. It's... So yeah. you're out on the patio or inside with a bunch of chairs, like, facing the... Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like a fire, fake fireplace. It's like... It's a fire element. It, it, it almost <laughs> looks like, like like the fire <laughs> that they would use, like, at a Metallica concert, where they have, like, four or five, like, little holes in the back of the stage and fire shoots up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It reminds me of just, like, something from, like, uh, an exclusive, like, New York hotel that's very trendy and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought I could bring a wedding reception here. Um, I could propose to my wife by this fireplace. and What a lucky woman she would be. <laughs> and what a great story it would be. Um, but then um, I'm looking around and I'm a little bit worried. I'll tell you, the best thing for me was seeing people from Pacifica there. And um, there was, you know, the guys who were clearly just, you know, retired and nursing their single chalupa or whatever cup of coffee and then right around 11:30 or noon i don't know maybe they don't have closed campuses there a bunch of kids mm. came in and it felt like a pacifica thing and this is this has always been a tourist spot or not yeah. always but it's yeah. been one for the last several years it's been in guidebooks mm-hmm. um people make a big deal about it but it was just good to kind of see Pacifica still there, and that was going to be a big, a big uh, hurdle for me. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's it's very much a part of that town. Yeah, for better or worse. Um, last thing, the menu, and what were you expecting from the menu, and what did you see? I mean, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting like very, I mean, the drinks I'd looked up ahead of times, yeah. so there were no surprises there. But I guess I didn't really think about what was on the menu beforehand i just assumed it would be pretty standard i mean i think my taco bell order has kind of always been the same Uh um save a few you know when i try their stunt foods what's your order my order is usually uh a chalupa um i love the double deckers but now they don't do those anymore i think or they renamed them yeah um and and I'm always big on the Mexican pizza. Um, so I think that's my... What's your order? You know, I do uh, just the simple crunchy taco. Yeah, you're I, a classicist. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, a shredded chicken burrito. And then I will order a Mexi melt. They're not on the menu in a lot of places anymore, but hmm. you can order them and they'll still make them for you. Hmm. I want to try an Inchirito sometimes. Do you remember those with like the three little yeah. olives on it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Everyone loves the crunch wrap these days. Yeah. And a lot of restaurants are copying them now too, like kind of making their versions of them. So it's kind of like full circle with the nostalgia. <laughs> so so Taco Bell Cantina, I expected like some special like grilled chicken, more street tacos, like a totally different menu. No, it was just it's, Taco Bell. It's just Taco Bell. <laughs> it was just Taco Bell <laughs> with this like line of um, absolutely neon looking drinks. Yeah. And it was like, you know, stuff like Baja Blast. And, and um, I had my kids with me, so I didn't order a drink um, there. But I ordered one to go and just kept it in the car. I don't know if I can fairly review it because it had melted by the time I got home. Yeah. But it wasn't that great. It was, su- it was a little too sweet. Yeah. I don't know that they're using uh, high quality ingredients or, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect too much. Yeah. Well, final thoughts on the Taco Bell Cantina. Is it still the greatest Taco Bell in the Bay Area slash nation slash world? 100%. Okay. I'm with you. And I'm glad they didn't screw it up because when I heard they were doing this, um, I was worried this was going to be one of those things like that we're complaining about up into our old age, mm-hmm. writing columns about how they ruined Taco Bell when I'm 80 years old. I'm yeah. glad that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, it's a uh, change is constant. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we'll see what happens in the next 80 years there. Well, thank you for coming on the big event. And um this has sort of been like people maybe haven't been feeling it, but it's been a little bit like the goodbye episode of MASH for me. Oh. Um, because you are moving on. I'm moving on, leaving the Chronicle, sadly. Yeah. So, where, where, what's your next step? Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, by the time this comes out, I will uh, have left 901 Mission, sadly. Um, very bummed to leave all the great people here. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go be the editorial director of uh, Resi. Awesome. Uh, which is a uh, so I'll still be working and writing about restaurants uh, and editing stories about restaurants. Well, I am super sad to see you go. Um, you've been a, a, a fantastically kind person toward my style of journalism, which um, is sometimes a little bit frivolous. Never. But you're you're a serious guy. We have this serious food section, but I love that you will come on and talk for 33 minutes about <laughs> Taco Bell and Pacifica. And I think you recognize that this community is um, a place that's, you know, there's a lot of seriousness here, but there's also a lot of fun too. It, yeah, no, and I think that's kind of what I love about about you and about the big event and every all the work that we've kind of done together. It's just, it's it's fun in it, but it really kind of is about, it's about San Francisco and there's, and the Bay Area as a whole, there's just so much awesome stuff here yeah. people culture food archive material um it's so great i love the city and and i'm not dying i'm gonna yeah. i'm i'm still gonna be around um, i think I've, i was t- chatting with heather the other day and you know I'll, i kind of I'll, I'll become like uh i've come like burrito justice i'll be like i'll be rooting <laughs> rooting on everyone from the sidelines and i'll bring you food on your on your uh 49 mile traipses <laughs> yeah and and i we would i would love to have you back on the big event anytime um, you're one of my all-time favorites you pretty much started it off with the uh ranking the it's it episode and uh love to have you back on again but um really have enjoyed being your colleague and and best of luck to you on the next step uh, thanks peter it's been an honor all right thanks man thank you
You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Paolo Lucchese, O Captain, My Captain. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to The Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S. <laughs>